0: Okay, good morning. Uh, recording now. Thanks for being here. Uh, today is Thursday, April 22nd, and that's a good day for me. It's my birthday. And so uh, today's class 55, uh, uh, reading Nityananda Chittakash Gita, translated by M.P. Pandit. And I'm just going to work my way through it uh, uh, last time. mainly reading, very little commentary. Uh, We're starting on page 38 uh, for a very long uh, verse that goes for a few pages. And um, we'll just take it, you know, I'll read an hour through here. and uh, It's okay, obviously, if you've been listening, uh, it's normal not to understand. his meaning fully uh, in, any, in any passage or in any statement. There are lots of patched together statements and metaphors um, giving examples of... He's basically using common event, common phenomena um, to point to, to as a symbolic statement of a metaphysical process or an uh, teaching uh, wisdom teaching for continued development, or a statement about um, how, uh, how things are, uh, aspects of wisdom, or wisdom teachings that are important to know how to uh, continue our development. So uh, when something's not clear, <laughs> I'm not going to point it out because that was being done in the previous week's classes. Uh it's okay to just, you know, let go and keep listening and um uh let it wash through one or come through one um and and then be come back to it <clears throat> intellectually by thought if you wish, of course. So, but there're going to be lots and lots of statements. Uh, particularly in the next in, the, in, the, in the next reading today, because there's some very long verses. So, uh, starting page 38, middle of the page, Nityananda's Chitkashkita, translated by M. P. Pandita's Voice of the Self. Nityananda said, <coughs> "If any dust enters the eye, all attention is turned on that eye. So is the outward sight." The sight is inner, if attention is directed inward. Ignorance is like a box of powder. Only he who has placed the contents knows what's in the box, none else. Wealth is the power of life. The box is buddhi. Placing the treasure within, the box is locked with a key. Key is the giving of its due place to the mind or the importance of buddhi to the mind. It is a man's duty to return the treasure he has received. The thing received is the soul, purush, in conceptual form. Return within yourself. Look at your own essence. The world is within you. You are in the world. It is the one who sports in all. It is the one who is here and who is there. The light of the universe is the same as the light of the Supreme. O mind, do not differentiate. Dwell on the same. With a single breath, one is born. It's raining here, by the way. That's the background noise. With a single breath, one is born. With a single breath, one departs. The or this earthly tenement or house, is neither made nor taken away. All is the wealth bestowed by Shiva. It is the same for all. All the seeds have the same potency. The subtle seed is one. There is variation in formation, meaning in their forms. The delusion of the mind is not permanent. It is transitory. What is seen, what is heard, is transitory. To call another a pariah, or outcast, low caste, is a delusion of the mind. A cloth inserted into the mouth of a pariah, so-called, goes inside as well as any others. They do not eat even the chunam touched by the pariah, nor sit on the same mat as his, seeing one person doing so or hearing of it, (coughs) all do the same. They are pariahs who call others by that name. From one bunch of bananas, we get varieties of eatables. There is the plantain fruit. (coughs) It is fried in oil. If it is fried in oil, it is no more plantain fruit. It is called kachari or kachari. Many are the varieties so prepared. From only one bunch at the outset, so many varieties come to be. Originally, the form is one. In all creatures, the supreme sound of Omkara is one only. At a station where four lines meet, one train goes to Calcutta, one to Bombay, one to Madras, All start from one station, they reach one station too. Similar is maya, born in oneself and dissolving in oneself. Like butter in milk, arising in milk and merging in milk only. The sayings of the great last long. Even if there be none to listen, they last On a vacant Maidan, or ground, a bungalow was erected. Within two days, a meeting was convened. Chunam was used for cementing, and the day it was whitewashed, the meeting was held. One man was kept to keep the people from soiling their feet and bodies with the Chunam. (coughs) Chunam is like gypsum, a kind of construction powder paste, like like cement, I think. The meeting proceeded with all who came, and they left after the function. But the man remained. Many more meetings came to be held, but that man continues. There was no one to tell him, you are employed on monthly salary, take it up to date and depart, do not come from tomorrow. But he continues to do his duty. Similar is the Yanin amidst the worldly people. So many act that way. They do not know the subtle way, the duty to be done and the doer. Hence the comparison of the world to the bungalow. Everything is likewise. One stands, another works, all do just as they see others doing. They do not know justice and injustice meaning they just follow others. They're not thinking right and wrong or better or worse. Once they know what is just, they would not do the unjust. For one who is habitually unjust, it is difficult to be just. Similarly, it is difficult for a just man to be unjust. He will not utter a lie even if his tongue were cut. The unjust wants everything. The just Nothing. He has fear of none. To him, the universe is within. But with the unjust, the mind is in the universe, meaning, uh, I am in that over there. Dualistic, dualistic perspective, perspective, perception. Know thus what is just and what the unjust is. Rivers and rivulets. Join the sea and merge. Things finite become one in the infinite. The dvaita, dvaita, dualism, merges into the advaita, monism. So the two merges into the one. The advaita is infinite. To realize the advaita is the highest. There is no birth after this realization of the one. Those who are so established have death at their will. He who has no desires is such a one. The way of the One, capital O, the way of the One is subtle. To see the One is to see the same in all, the self. To realize that in all there is only the One is the vision of equality, inward look, So looking outwards, knowing the apparently outer is one, is an inward look, inward seeing, or sameness, uh, the one-sighted, equal-sightedness. In the vision of equality, this world and the other world are one. Right? The physical and the metaphysical are inseparable. The jivatma and the paramatma are one. The jivatma is the modification of the mind. The Paramatma is without sound before Omkara, without any quality, neither good nor bad nor heat nor cold, nothing whatever, devoid of quality, devoid of form. Those who put on clothes on the body feel more cold. Those who adorn their body are more proud. The possessive sense of the body does not leave. It is no use to whitewash the outsides of the wall, it should be laid inside. What is done outside is for show to others, what is done within is to derive benefit for oneself. All is He, pervading all, pervades all, but without qualities is He. Omkara is He, peace, His form. Giver of boons or blessings to those who trust in him. Giver of their fruit to those who cavil. He spares his devotees from agonies at the time of death. O Lord, shine, reject the downward state, and give me the middling. Shiva it is who bestows. A creature without life does not move. It has no sound. But a creature with life has the delusion of sound, that is, it has consciousness. So consciousness here is equated to sound. And I think sound maybe is more like pranava than omkara. Omkara gives rise to pranava, something like that. Creatures with consciousness have desires and movements. Creatures who produce sound have the delusion of sound. They have the light of Brahman, the chief element in all creatures is the same light. Men have the sense of just and unjust, animals do not have it, so the human is the highest of all the creatures, there is nothing in the world that is impossible for man. The universe is in man and man in the universe, the highest of all creatures in man the mind is fickle and again when he says man he means uh, man <laughs> the root of what the, the fivefold uh, the fivefold consciousness there is nothing in the world that is impossible for man the universe is in man and man is in the universe the highest of all creatures in man or man the mind is fickle in man are together this world and the other the third eye, sixth chakra, is the world of Shiva. The Nadi energy line or nerve current of Shiva Loka, the world of Shiva, is the Sushumna, the central channel, the Brahmanadi, the Brahma's uh, energy circuit, uh, energy line or the crown chakra. Lord of Shiva Loka, Shiva, like Kamaloka, Rupaloka, Shiva Loka, Rupa Loka Shivaloka, Shivaloka, Shiva world. Lord of Shivaloka is truly Shiva Shakti. In the Lord of Shivaloka is Maya. In Maya is the Lord of Shivaloka. So the union of Samsara and Nirvana. Both creation and dissolution are Maya issued out of the self. In the self, capital S, is dissolution, laya, like pralaya, the laya of mind, of self of karma, of brahma, of wakefulness, of taraka, of sushupti, streamless sleep, of extreme ignorance of the external. So (laughs) uh, creation, dissolution, are maya, so all that appears, arises, persists, passes away is of maya, but it comes out of the self, and so in the self, or in the god, or in you know, the divine or in divinity or in the one infinite creator or in intelligent infinity manifesting all with different forms is all that occurs. Page 42. Inquiring into the truth, and I would say the word truth here is translated from sat. I will say inquiring into sat means subtle discrimination. That's buddhi. And Then he says upadhi, or cover, or, uh, the cover of something deeper the subtle is merged in the gross so the uh, Omane Padme manipadme Padme is the jewel in the lotus the subtle merged in the gross the eternal or the divine or that which is of inestimable value like money, stone in the Padma lotus Omane Padma is uh, Omane Padma whom or O Money humanipad Mani Padma Manipeme Mani is a jewel Padma is a lotus, jewel and lotus. The subtle is merged in the gross. The seat of Upadi is the sky in the heart. When the origin of oneself is felt in the head, there is only one simple breath. In that condition of breath, the universe is in oneself. All is seen as the self. All states are in oneself. Creation and dissolution dissolution are seen at one place. The uh, beyond memory, as Ra said, seventh density, meaning no more time of past, present, future, no more experience of linear sequential time. And so creation and dissolution are seen at one place. To see them separate is hell. To see them together is mukti. Infinite bhakti, devotion, longing, is mukti, liberation. So I'll repeat. Infinite bhakti is mukti. Entire peace, infinite peace is the goal. The Yogananda, the Paramananda, the bliss of yoga, the bliss of the, that is beyond. The sea is bigger than all the rivers. The sea has no limits. It is not possible to measure the water of the sea. It is not possible to cultivate bhakti giving up samsara. I think it means... Ah, okay, very deep. It is not possible to cultivate bhakti giving up samsara. Stay in samsara, doing this, and attain mukti. So, because samsara and nirvana is one, the physical, the metaphysical, freedom and bondage, you can't Um, attain by trying to reject something there's nothing to be rejected um, but ignorance and craving clinging the Buddhist view would be and so it's not that um, higher dimensions are somewhere else, they're here Uh, totality is here mukti is here available for those that perfect the seven rays here and now they're in mukti here and now in this world that is of so-called Maya, where there is indeed uh, creation and dissolution. So, it is not possible to cultivate bhakti, giving up samsara, stay in samsara, doing this, and attain mukti. Desire is samsara, absence of desire is mukti. Eternal bliss, sat Ananda, the oneself, the god, Paramananda. The state of Paramananda is boundless peace or shanti. Mukti is eternal joy. Bhakti is the state of Satchitananda. So eternal infinite bhakti or endless bhakti, devotion longing, heart sky uh, love hmm, is uh, awareness of Satchit or the bliss of, of of Awareness of Sat or Satchit awareness of reality, that is blissful, is uh, the pure bhakti. In joy is God, in God is joy, tat, like uh, suchness, or that, tat, or that, is the nectar, nectar of knowledge, and in that nectar lies joy. Tat is sat, by the way. At the touch of nectar, there is joy, upanayanam, upanayanam, second birth, like rebirth, is the goal of man. To dwell in the cave of the heart is the goal. To dwell in the cave is living inside the body. Adore incessantly the paramatman in the jivatman. Adore the sky in yourself in the head. And that's a recommendations for bhakti. The born deaf do not hear sound. They have no desires, but they have subtle discrimination. For those, and that I think is Buddhi, for those who are always in yogic sleep, there is neither night nor day nor sun nor moon. To the subtle sight, all is one. Those who have eliminated the mind are real men creatures all they are who work the downward course so the distinction between real men and creatures and the real man, uh, you know true human you know satman uh, the true <laughs> satmana <laughs> the, the true human is one whose eliminated mind meaning eliminated masa, monastic dominance you can also say and, and mind becomes satchit the only mind is satchit Awareness of Sat and uh, Tat. And, and so, you know, seeing the relative and the absolute as well is Sat Chit, <laughs> as far as I know, because I'm not there yet. <clears throat> Sensuality of the beast is the downward path. The middling, the middling is sort of sounds like the middle, but I don't know if that's what it really means. The middling is the goal, the upward breath, the Gayatri, the eternally fulfilled Yogananda, the bliss of yoga. He is the teacher universal who is devoid of mind. And again, I would say this monastic dominance. One who has left all desire is the teacher of all. He is a sannyasi who has left desire. He is the teacher of all in the world. For those who have renounced desire of the world, for those who have renounced desire, the world is within. Sannyasa is the Hridayakash, meaning sannyasa, the true sannyasi who's free of desire, teacher of the world, renounced desire fully, <coughs> or renounced desire, um, knowing the world is within. That is the heart sky, that is equal sidedness. That's Hridayakash. So, sanyasa is Hridayakash. It is the light, or it is light. It is, capital L. (coughs) Same intelligent energy, or prana. It is consciousness. It is the light of Brahman. It is Agni, fire. Agni with form. Agni internal. Agni of discrimination, buddhi. The discriminative power is in the universe. Agni, fire, is what has spread itself everywhere, the highest of all. Agni is essential to all creation. What's the difference between Agni and Prana? Not clear. First, to realize in oneself and then to communicate to others, this is the main duty. When you are hungry, realize that others too get hungry likewise. When you are in pain, know that others too get pain likewise what is your aim is also the aim of others. If a physician knows of a remedy he does not reveal it to others till his death, then it is lost with him. He who knows not the means to realize sadhna is no man. Of all the ways of knowledge, vidyas, <clears throat> the Brahma knowledge of Brahma, is the highest. This Brahma Vidya is to be made known and imparted to all. Those who are hungry shall be fed. None without aspiration seeks for knowledge. First faith, shraddha. Next bhakti, devotion, longing. Without faith there is no bhakti. There has to be a faith that something is or can be uh, for one to have devotion towards its attainment, or devotion to a goal that one then has, one already has a faith can be attained. The judge listens to the case of the defendant, that is faith. When Buddhi attains to the knowledge, then there is the bliss of discrimination, Buddhi Ananda, that is Paramananda satchitananda sat and chit together result in ananda brahmananda more and more of it is ananda shivananda the bliss of shiva shiva in you you in shiva maya in you in maya creation and dissolution maya dissolves in the self there is no maya for those who are free from the gunas properties of uh, Phenomena. he who is not identified with the body is eternally blissful when one gives up the sense of honor and pride all is the self in the world those reach their goal who give up the sense of honor and pride to them is shanti peace in the infinite there is no finite without the guru there is no fulfillment Physical sight to the blind, the lamp in the hand is of, of no use. To him who has eaten full, there is no need of food. By simply taking the fragrance of cooked food, the belly is not filled. It is content only when the food is eaten. A piece of gold held in the palm is not, of no use. It shines when placed in fire. It shines when its dross is removed. Similarly, the dross of passion and anger must be removed. The body is a nest for the soul. For the body to dwell is the house. Distinction between that house and this house is subtle discrimination. The house of gross body is beggarly. What shall I speak of, Brahmananda? Truly, bliss brahma truly truly the eternal atman in you and all is the same one or another way truly truly the eternal atman in you and all is same or is one same not hari but Shiva is the known hari means wandering wanting this and that that is bad He is not a happy man who always says, Give me. Give up the Hari in Hara. Burn up the Hari in Hara. To say Hari Hari, like Krishna, Krishna devotees, to say Hari Hari is a delusion of the mind. Drive this delusion of the mind within and adore him. Capital H. Shiva, it is who has given eternal delight Shiva it is who has given eternal mukti, liberation, and bhakti, devotion, longing. Hari is attachment of the mind to things of the world. Shiva is the lodgment of the world in oneself, knowing the outer as inner. Uh, The object is the, the scene is the seer. The scene is the seer, uh, the projection of the seer. The outer and inner is one. Field of the one seer. Hari is downward course. Shiva is the middling. The upward course is Mukti. Hari is the state of rainless horse, the horse without reins. It's very interesting. So, so middling, yes, is middling or middle. Um, the distinction between Shiva and Hari. And this may be some kind of mild criticism to Hari Krishna Krishna devotees, but um, Hari here is being defined as attachment of the mind to things of the world. Shiva is called the, and Hari is the downward course, attachment of the mind to things of the world, which is monastic function dominance, which is um, I'm in the world, not the world is in me. <laughs> I'm in the world means the world is bigger than me and separate from me, and I'm a little factor in that big external environment. The world in me is um, knowing that the outer is the inner, the seen is the seer. Um, The seer is the seen, the seer um, is outer-inner, is inner-outer. That's the one seer who knows outer-inner and the so-called outer is in the self. But there are three ways here. Sh- Hadi is downward course, monastic dominance, craving, clinging, desires, honor, pride, you know, attachment, craving, clinging, attachment, grasping, gupatana, the whole thing. Um, uh, kleshas, asabas, mm-hmm. fetters, all the... Um, Distortion, lower triad blockage, even any blockage in the seven chakras, really. Uh, various forms of. Um, um, the, the. I was just reading yesterday about the asavas again. Asavas. <laughs> the word asava, so commonly in Buddhism, they've got klesha. In Pali Buddhism, you've got kleshas and asavas as uh, tendencies of the mind that, that bring suffering, greater dukkha, or come out of craving and are manifestations of clinging and are uh, all attributable to the three unwholesome roots, three poisons, grasping, aversion, ignorance. Right. So the Asavas are particularly four types. It, the, but the word Asava is actually a Pali word, not a Sanskrit word. It was put into Sanskrit from Pali, which is strange. So it's a local to Gautama's dialect. It's local to the Magadha. Uh, dialect of northern India 2,500 years ago. That term, Asava. So that's very interesting. It's a local term that Gautama adopted. What does it mean? It actually meant something like a separating wound. A wound or a boil or a uh, a wound that is, that is oozing pus. Lovely. Gautama was a real harsh fellow. I mean, he really was harsh, okay? <laughs> Don't think that, you know, Fat Buddha, Cheery Buddha... Smiling Buddha, that, that's not Gautama from India, that's not Siddhartha Gautama, uh, the Shakyamuni uh, prince turned uh, Chakravartin. He was a very, very, very strongly anti-sensualist. A strong anti-sensualist. Because he came out of heavy sensualism. And much of his audience were um, Brahmin, were Brahmins, who were yogis, who had themselves pulled out of sensualism. Heavy sensualism. You know, the, the ways of uh, the wealthy, super wealthy, 2,500 years ago, were pretty darn sensualists. So the term asava, which are four types, which you can say are um, ways of um, uh, distorted, defiled mental flow, outflow... Sometimes called cankers, so canker is like a a suppurating wound, oozing pus and draining. <laughs> Tendencies in the mind, um, attachment, forms of craving, clinging, uh, distortion that bring suffering and harm and damage everybody. Uh, and so it's a brutal term, actually, Asava. It's it's basically. <laughs> uh there are four types. So there's Kamasava, meaning the Asava of Kama sensual sensual kama asavas, the, the uh, uh defilements of the mind distortions associated with sensuality. And that's why the term was chosen, which is the the opposite of sen- there's no you can't form sensual attachment to uh a body a uh, male body, female body, anybody, if it's covered in pus, oozing sores, I think. So that's not my thing. I don't know if anybody could feel delectable. It's like you can't feel sensual desire to see uh, a smorgasbord, a buffet full of beautiful dishes, all of which have shit and maggots and flies and... Uh, uh, various forms of vermin walking on them. Roaches and uh, maggots and flies and all sorts of nasty creatures under that should be under stumps. So uh, that's why he chose that term asava. <laughs> and that's very much the downward course, hari here. And so there are four types. There's kamasava. There's. Uh, the first one is dit- dit- dita sava, which is actually the yasava or defilement or oozing uh, distortion tendencies associated with wrong view, diti. So that's broken at, at sotapanna, the asava, defilement uh, associated with wrong view or views. Then you have the defilement associated with uh, bhava, sava and um, ka, uh, kamasava, sensualism. The sensualistic, the sensual asava, kamasava, uh, asava, defilements, distorted flows associated with sensuality is only broken by the one who attains a, a third stage awakening, a non-returner, higher self, actually, if, if you put the systems together. So only a third stage awakened, non-returner, that does not need to be in body, clearly, for complete and perfect enlightenment attains Nibban from a higher, uh, a higher dimension, a higher plane. Generally, I think that's higher self, atmanic level. That it also itself and is a non-returner in its own way. Uh, only then, only at that stage, is, is actually sensual desire. Because sensual means desire for any type of form, even the form of light meaning lusting for pretty light spheres. Mm -hmm. Oh, what a beautiful light sphere she has. Mm -hmm. That's what they're doing on the sun, presumably in Sixth Density. One Ross said they do uh, ritual uh, union, mind, body, spirit, being, complex, beingness, (laughs) beingness union, sexual sexual, uh, union of uh, Sixth Density groups on the face of the sun uh, associates with the uh, kama saba, uh, sensual craving defilement, sensualism, defilement of lusting for uh, beauteous light sphere bodies. If you can follow me, so only, only, uh, only the one who's free, only uh, higher self and above or above, beyond higher self, is free of the of the two middle. Asavas of kama uh sensualism for any type of form and um uh Bhavasava, Bhavasava, which is becoming or in eternal state uh, defilement longing for eternal state longing for change mental process bhava i mean bhava sometimes it means becoming sometimes is termed as being it's um in many ways um Either, uh, it, it's sort of a, a steady state, steady statedness, a steady state of sukha. That's how I would see the, the craving, the bhava-zava. changed mental state, changed state whatsoever, uh, endless mm, pleasure state of mind. Not associated with sensuality, of the mind, of mind-spirit. Uh, those two Asavas are broken only by a third uh, stage awakened non-returner, which is higher self or after higher self. Uh, and only the Arahan breaks uh, the final, which is uh, a Vidya, a Vidya Asava, which is the, the Asava or defilement of ignorance, which is a kind of funny thing, it's just calling 10th fetter Avidya um, and Asava. The, the, you know, the, the, the lists... The Buddhist big book of lists has lots of overlap. So, the tenth fetter avidya just happens to be the final asaba, called avidya asaba, as far as I remember, which is only broken by the arahant. But he's, uh, Nityanda here, uh, we are on what, page 45, is talking about three ways Hari, Shiva, and Mukti. And so, there is spiritual materialism, there is attachment to higher spiritual states. So, in many ways, bhava sava would be like Shiva as the middling, attachment to high states rather than mukti. Mukti is beyond state and beyond change, and states of mind, even blissful ones, change uh, and uh, is beyond unity because there's, uh, it's beyond perception and conception and subjectivity, mukti. And so Shiva is the middling here, which is just an interesting way of putting it. You know, there are many, many things he said that he didn't explain. And most people are looking at him like, what? (laughs) Like, whoa. (laughs) It doesn't matter what he says. It doesn't matter if I don't explain it. Just sitting in his presence, I'm sure, was a a lovely, beautiful, rich um, experience for all the devotees um, when he was speaking these words. So they didn't really worry about meaning too much I think Um, so we shouldn't worry too much either so I'll finish that Shiva it is who has given eternal delight Shiva it is who has given eternal mukti and bhakti liberation and uh, devotion, longing Hari is attachment of the mind to things of the world Shiva is the lodgment of the world in oneself But, uh, but he said Shiva is the downward course uh, hari, sorry, Hari is the downward course. Shiva is the middling, but the upward course is Mukti. Hari is the state of rainless horse, a horse without reins. Going on, to ride the horse amidst two thousand people without danger, the driver must be a capable man. Buddhi is above, Manas below. Buddhi is the monarch, Manas the minister. The mind is to listen to what the buddhi says. The mind here means manas. First is the sound. Second is the thought that follows. And that's uh, the fact of all experience is timeless. The act of knowing only occurs in time and space. So the fact of all experience or phenomena is timeless means first is the sound. The second is the thought that follows means the act of knowing occurs then in time and space. Just so you know that. The primary guru is manas, the secondary guru is he who initiates. So the primary guru is your own distorted <laughs> attached mental lower mental state. Mhm. Mental processing function. To do and to teach is the secondary guru to realize is the primary guru. There is no primary guru when there is no aspiration. When you desire to have a thing, the secondary guru is necessary. The secondary guru, meaning a person, the secondary guru shows the lake. The primary guru drinks from it. So your own mind that initiates is the primary guru. That's the point. He turns dark into light the dark is ignorance the light is knowledge right so uh, the dark is avidya the light is vidya which is such it he who shows the subtle sight in place of the gross is the guru the one guru is who is the one guru who is in all is the guru of the universe no one is guru to another one only, or one is only a secondary, meaning any person can only be a secondary, including himself, he meant. The real guru is the guru of the universe. So you can say the self or the monastic function that initiates and becomes um, at one with buddhi is the primary guru, inner. The secondary guru is a person. But the real guru, right, so there's the, the primary guru within, the secondary guru of another being like Nityananda or some great teacher. The real guru, though, <laughs> is, uh, is, is a Brahman or a Paramatman. The real guru, so you've got the primary and the secondary, and then the real guru is the guru of the universe, the Omkara, Brahma, Vishnu, Mahavishnu. The root is Parabrahman. Vishnu is the mental modification. Maheshwar. Mahashvara is transient maya and that means to decorate the body. Brahmeshvara, the Ishvara of Brahma, is giving up of the body sense like the dried coconut separate from the shell. All things are forms of omkara. Omkara is the divine element in them. Omkara is the subtle bindu, seed or drop, uh, divine drop, In the form of subtle vayu, wind, it pervades within and without. Subtle vayu is not much different than prana, I would think. It is not possible to describe the Shiva Shakti, union of crown and root, or outer inner, or two and one. It can be described only after experience of it. Without that experience, it is not at all possible. Impossible with book knowledge, It is possible with personal knowledge. Right? Uh, Truth without proof. Going on. To see the sun rise in the sky of the heart, Hridayakash, and describe it is possible. One must see it in oneself. It is possible to describe by placing the manas into the buddhi, but not possible for those whose yana and buddhi are separate. there is subtle discrimination when buddhi and jnana are together. The sun, so this is actually a very subtle point, it's almost like saying subtle discrimination, which is close to satchit, occurs when buddhi, the discriminative awareness function, or the discerning wisdom awareness mind, which can see uh, the two as one, does see the two, does see the one, it's not finished with the two and the one, but it can see the nature of, the, the, the true nature of, of the form. But there has to be um, union of buddhi and yana, yana being realization. So it's the certain higher function of the mind, buddhi, finally opening to yana, or becoming one with the realization of satchit, or knowing satchit is yana, that is known by a union with Buddhi, which is a higher function of mind-knowing than Manas, manasic So there's subtle discrimination when Buddhi and Yana are together. The sun reflected in water shakes. Similarly, if the mind is restless, it is enamored of the shadow, the bonds of Maya. The madnesses are of different kinds, there is the gross madness, there is subtle madness, which is of subtle discrimination. Gross madness, which is of gross thinking, manasik. Whatever one eats, the passage to the stomach is the same. Whatever the contents of the letter, the box in which they are posted is the same. It's only the tongue that distinguishes between the pungent and the salty, not the mind. so. <laughs> it's, oh, it's perception before conception. Similarly, as you cage the bird, tie its legs and teach it a language, when the buddhi is caged in the mind, oneness is realized. That's a very interesting way of talking about buddhi. Caged in the mind, uh, can't run away, oneness is realized. Top of page 47. The lord of Mukti is Lord Shiva. Lord Shiva is the Shiva-linga, the Shiva-phallus, in the head. And it is Omkara. Enlightenment is the main thing. Without nadis, there is no sound. Bhakti is the oil. Nadi is the wick. Discrimination, buddhi, is the lamp. Flame, light, glass are the nadis. The air holes of the lantern are the brahmarandras, what crown chakras the form of discrimination is buddhi so buddhi is a form of discrimination a form of discerning awareness or mind function if the nose and mouth are tied one cannot speak similarly there is no sound in anything that has no breath like diminishing water in a tank the breath goes on diminishing as the water moves The air also moves with it. It is possible to live without food or drink for five days, but it is not possible to live for five minutes without breathing. So the higher element, obviously, is uh, air above water and earth. Maya is the highest power. There is no speech in a dead body or in a stone. Similarly, if there be no movement of air, there is no fire. So that fire depends on air. That's why fire is the fourth element and third third is fire in, in ascending order. And if fire does not burn properly, phlegm is congested. And so uh, the the lower depends on the higher. So fire, with no movement of air, there's no fire. With inadequate fire there is a problem with earth water. So, uh, Maya is the highest power. There is no speech in a dead body or in a stone. Similarly, if there be no movement of air, there is no fire. And if fire does not burn properly, phlegm is congested, fat increases, what is eaten remains in the stomach. If there is any obstruction in the pump, water cannot flow. So also, if the movement of air in the body becomes difficult, fever and phlegm result. All diseases follow. It's a very deep uh, Ayurvedic perspective here. The key to health is the proper harmonious movement of air. Because air controls fire, fire controls earth, water. Uh, So, air, and that's why meditation is good for health. Because it's good for air. Meditation is good for neural, ner- neural system balance, the balance of uh, autonomic and, uh, what, sympathetic and, nerve and automatic, autonomic, the sympathetic, parasympathetic, all the nervous systems of the body, all the nerves, the current, uh, can be called electrochemical. Um, it correlates to pranic movement or pranic flow in the nadis, which are subtle channels akin to the nervous system. It's a subtle neural at- anatomy. So the nerves with their myelin sheaths and their dendrites, etc., uh, are considered the externalization of the etheric Nadi uh, energy uh, network or um, grid. Within the Nadi's, but it's not even that, you see. It's really, the Nadi's are not tubes. They're thought of as tubes, like the nervous system or physical tubes or can be seen uh, long cylindrical like cables actually the nadis are um uh paths formed by uh, walking on it <laughs> the path is formed by walking on it there's no path uh of a nadi outside the circulation of prana it's the circulation of prana that makes the nadi and so there's no road without those walking on it <clears throat> um it's like um, the, ho- the water hose, the hose, the, the long hose from which I spray my plants or my, wash my car or something. The water comes out. <clears throat> because of the water, there's a hose. It's a water-generated hose, not a physical hose distinct from the water within it. The nadis are made by the pranic flow. And there's no knotty outside pranic flow, as far as I know. And so uh, the key pranic flow through the nadis or as nadis, pranic flow as nadis, mm, uh, organized pranic flow, regulated, upward spiraling light, disciplined pranic flow that makes nadis, that is nadis, is the subtle air or pranavayu, is the basis of air in the body or nervous system, is the element of air that controls fire, that controls earth water. So he said, so also if the movement of air in the body becomes difficult, fever and phlegm result, meaning uh, congestion of fire and congestion of earth water, phlegm, result, all diseases follow. So Nityananda as the supreme physician, all comes from within, not from outside. By oneself, one gets bad. By oneself, one gets good. Likewise, the breath of Om should be within oneself. Then there is purity. If the bad merges in the good, the bad turns into good. What is in your hand has no fragrance, no value, but what you receive from others has value, has fragrance. The glory of Raja Yoga is eternal bliss, all pervasive Omkara, all pervasive Pranava. The Sri Guru is Nityananda. doesn't mean him. It means that the Supreme Guru is endless bliss. Page 48. Getting close to the end of today's reading. Before the advent of full Shanti, peace, there is the appearance of excessive play of Maya, illusion, falsehood. Wherever you turn, there is the serpent. At the beginning, when you sit for practice, there is the heaviness of a mountain, you feel as if leaving off the ground, as if sitting in the sea, meaning unstable sensations in the body. And in sitting, at this time, it is as it is as if water is poured on you. At another time, it as is as if you are sitting in a grand upper floor. At times like a needle, at times like a leaf, at times this is all <laughs> kriyas and the just the the sensory uh, so sensory based distortion leavings distortion leavings in the form of odd and peculiar sensory uh, phenomena in body mind during uh, development of uh, during during stages of meditation um, all sorts of weird weirdo sensations are experienced uh, which is associated with, with cleaning up the pranic flow and the pronic the pronic naughty the pranic flow in the naughty system the naughty system and the pranic flow has to be um, kinks must be worked out chinks in the armor have to be repaired uh, kinks um, ruffles need to be smoothed out <laughs> no more ruffles no more kinks no more weird um, distorted Uh, configurations in the um, in in pranavayu associated with pranavayu pranavayu cleans itself up and as that happens distortion leavings arise in consciousness associated with uh, bizarre sensory experiences like he's saying so at times like a needle at times like a leaf at times you're not aware of walking sitting or talking at times all feeling ceases At times the body becomes still like a coconut tree. Sometimes men look like actors on the stage. At times the face looks dark. Full peace appears like an infinite white. Light in darkness, darkness in light. The universe in dark, light in the universe. At one time it looks like a cinema, another time like Satchitananda. At times one finds that men do not know why they have come, where they go, and what is their duty. Coming down is not the permanent, but going up and up is permanent. Critical point there. Coming down is not permanent, but going up and up is permanent. Remember the Nosolar story. (laughs) They went up and came down, but their coming down was not permanent because when they finished the learning from coming down, they went up and up like Dr. Louise's mother. To those who go upstairs, step by step, all that is heard, seen, and done appears like a net. All pervading Omkara is the pranava. So pranava as um, the sound of Om, the Omkara as the making of Om. So you can say that pranava is uh, the kara of Om. Kara karma karma the karma of Om or the doing the action of Om let let there be light generates pranava and pranava yeah is prana va pranava pranava is prana movement the va of prana like pranavayu right pranavayu is related to pranava 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 yeah right the birds are like airplanes animals are like men and men like animals. Dogs are like yanins. Feed a dog and it does not forget till it dies. It never forgets its love for the master who has fed it even once. Man has no subtle discrimination nor any thought as to from where he has come and whither he goes. Once he gets the understanding, man must be like the dog. <laughs> like a Janin. Like a yanin. Uh, doesn't forget uh, who's fed it. Doesn't forget... Divine, uh, the Divine Master who uh, dispenses. But it's not a guy, you know, it's it. The, the Divine Master is it. It's Paramatman, uh, And it's uh, you can personify it or not. Either way is okay. Okay, uh, let's see what we got. Just one more, one or two more. Just to let me see where we are. Okay, just a couple more verses. Bottom page 49. Nobody talks in front of the king. They talk behind him. Just a second. Nobody talks in front of the king. They talk behind him. Likewise, none dares criticize in the presence of the Yanin. If you look at the dark after seeing the sun, you see nothing for some time. So also when you come out of darkness into light, You do not know whence you have come. So, the inevitable non-knowing, the inevitable phases of not knowing where I am, as one continues growing. What has happened? Why do people look like animals, and dogs look like (laughs) Yanins? That may be associated with breakthrough. It may be psychosis. I hope not, but uh, it could be. But there will be... uh, Recurrence of phases of not knowing what's going on, be, disorientation, mental befuddlement, confusion, baffle, bafflement. After attainment, after successive attainments and minor initiations and breakthroughs and epiphanies and development on the path. And so, when you come out of darkness into light, you do not know whence you have come until your light, until your eyes adjust to the new light, or to the to to the light from the darkness. One must adjust, the eyes must adjust to the new light when one makes successive breakthroughs and just simple development along the path throughout a life, throughout lives, and accept that, okay, I, I better, it's going to take me a little time to get my bearings, to get oriented to where I, to how I have now become, to what I have now become, something like that. And one more, and that'll be it. A man waking up all of a sudden from sleep in fear does not know what is what. Similarly, Yanins who are always in quote, sleep are not aware of things. Those who hold the umbrella do not wet their head. Those who take food regularly have no hunger. For those who are completely immersed in water, there is no chill. Those who have attained a full state have no anger. A burnt seed does not sprout like gold, well burnished, one should be pure. And that'll be it for today. Beautiful, (laughs) beautiful commentary. So that's the middle, page 50. We'll pick it up at page 50 next time. So I hope everybody's well. Thank you for all who have made this possible. Uh, Take good care of yourself. See you next time, and good night.